Hey guys, welcome to the Indie Music Weekly Podcast. My name is Tim Borden and this is a podcast born straight out of lockdown. We're going to talk to some of the latest indie alternatives artists. We're going to speak to them about their music, how they started, where they're going. So don't forget to sub, rate, and review and follow us on Instagram, Indie Music Weekly Podcast. Right, so, Danny. Hey, you doing you all right? Hello. I'm all good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. So for all, you know, it's tough at the top, fucking even worse at the bottom. Let me tell you that for fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, no. Um, basically, we'll have a little chat. Just want you to tell me about yourself, really, first and foremost. So uh, that's quite a vague question. So if we go for uh, what's your inspiration, your musical inspiration, what would you say? Oh, that's a, that's question, a tough one. I think... I think it changes a lot of the time. I've always I've always been a massive fan of vaccines and yeah. um uh sticky fingers over in Australia as well was always a big one. Um and always the music I was writing was always very vaccinesy, quite upbeat and rocky and to the point. Uh and now I think I've I've gone more into sort of the wombat style and a bit yeah, more yeah. American like Wallows and Dayglow, nice synthesizers in there and things like that. Just I, I just love it. I think it's really cool, That's and it. I think it's more easier to listen to as well. I, I really enjoy making music like that. Yeah, good. Well, it seems good anyway to me. But I think if you're gonna uh, emulate or be influenced by people, then I not some bad names. There's some good names in there to be influenced oh, yeah. by. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends. Yeah. It depends what you like. <laughs> yeah, but I think a lot of people are like that. They just don't like to stick into one sort of thing like indie can be whatever you like can it i guess it's such a big range nowadays yeah. indie indie like indie landfill <laughs> is yeah. the biggest like sort that, yeah. of genre at the moment there's so much just that just sounds the exact same and i love it all it's just great yeah yeah you can't get enough of it it's just music isn't it? i think people try and get me to buy my music taste quite a lot and to be honest i've got those if i like it i like it and i play it yeah that's it really it's hard to say like i'd say like indie was my first love musically but then i heard a bop by fucking out and john earlier and i was like yeah it's a fucking tune i love this exactly like it's right for, for fighting i was like yeah, what a tune it's for you to say me. that actually i was sorry go on no you go on man yeah right i was i listened to all sorts of music and obviously so my my liked playlist that probably a lot like yours is just filled with all sorts of different things and i think i, I was walking i was listening to biggie smalls yeah, yeah and then the next song that came on was piano man <laughs> it's such it's a mad, weird transition yeah but it was that's why i said this before as i said to a few other people but music's so emotive and that's why it's, it does what it does isn't it so certain the way you feel certain days influences what you listen to and if it wasn't like that no one would give a fuck about it really so that's why it is like it is it's hard to define what you're into and what you like yeah no you're right. But, but yeah, yeah. So uh, what sort of your musical journey into either listening or when you started writing? I, I started writing when I was probably about eight years old. Fair play. Um, and at the time, I think I was probably writing things like um, like, like Passenger and Edge Sheer, the sort of things I was listening to. Uh, I started learning how to play guitar yeah. very poorly and 
in in school i hung out with a bunch of like quite different people than i hung, hang out with nowadays and um like after a while uh, doing my GCSEs, I thought, what's the easiest GCSE I could take? <laughs> so I went and took music for GCSE mm-hmm. and I met a bunch of lads and I'm still good close with mates with them today. And we, we got we got together and started playing music. And it was the first time I've ever played in a band and we went on. And um, after a while, you know, we started writing music together and playing gigs. And it's the most amazing experience ever. I mean, we, we managed to play Academy Free. That was that was yeah. the big kind of breakthrough that I was like, this is something this cool is like, to be. And yeah, having people to be on a stage and singing a song and then having people singing that song back to you that you'd written like a year ago and like having people actually have a mosh pit to a song you've written is just like the craziest thing ever. That's what it's all about. Um mm. yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. There are no other things to live for. It is good. Definitely for sure. So you said about Academy Three there. So what would be your dream gig location? If you had an open dream book, gig book, location, book, wherever you want. My bucket list, like if I, I really, really want to play a BBC introducing stage at like Reading. Yeah, yeah. Reading and Leeds, and um, you know, to me that seemed really, really ambitious. But it turns out there's there's someone at my college who, like I was telling her, I was like. Yeah, I'm gonna play a BBC introducing stage one day. Uh, like, this is what I really want to do. And she was like, "Yeah, I've, I've already done that." And yeah, she's yeah. my age, and she's she's already like played a festival BBC introducing slot and things. It's, it's crazy. The dream venue would probably be Castlefield Bowl here in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the venue? No, no, I've not heard of it. To be fair, what's it it's, called? Castlefield um, Bowl. Castlefield Bowl. It's like a. It sounds uh, the city. I think it's called. It's like so. It's outside in the middle of Manchester, and the stage is actually they set it up on top of the canal. Oh, really? and then like um, it's it's really cool. Yeah, um, and then obviously all the crowd are like on the side of the canal and like the stairs leading up and everything. It's a really cool place. Any time of year, really. It's kind of just where all like the piss heads go. And yeah, then, sit then tune fitting, fitting well in there then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know me. <laughs> I think two I think it's only two nights a year they do they host these gigs there. I think last year it was um uh Wombats headlined and uh, the Cooks headlined as well. I know Sundara Karma played there last year as well, Sea Girls. Um I think DMAs were set to play there this year, but obviously. Shows, yeah. mm. Oh, fair play. It seems like cool. The closest I ever got to that is playing a trailer in a field on a summer's day. It's oh. fucking boiling. Those lorry, like lorry trailer yeah, uh, yeah. stages, they're, they're the best stages. The ones where it's like the, the, the back is a mess and like there's shit all over the walls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rough places, man. They, I couldn't, those ones, they're a bit too high and trying to get up on them. We just have to get like fucking pushed on it by the guitarist. <laughs> trying to fucking scramble up on it, bit of a nightmare, but it's all good fun, really. It's all part Those of it. Those are the best. Yeah, that's why I remember. Got some it. Uh, personality to them. <laughs> if it was boring, I wouldn't remember it. <laughs> so, I'm gonna give you like this is an elevator pitch. So you get like ten seconds. So you just got in, you just got into an elevator. The doors are closing. You got ten seconds to sell it. So sell, sell it to me. Sell me awake. 
oh dear, I've done this before and it was five seconds and I, I did not sell it at all. <laughs> Do you have practice then? Should you feel right? And you got 10 seconds, mate. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm ready for this, yeah. Good. You got a timer? <laughs> no, man, it's only good. It's only good. Uh, right, okay. Um, just like... Um, it's a very happy song. It's quite uplifting. Uh, it's got like a very, I don't know, it's quite a shiny guitar riff. The riff is riff is a very catchy part of the song. Um, really, to be honest with you, <laughs> my debut single, much like many people's debut singles, is not a very good song. <laughs> and that's me being brutally honest. And I know artists should not say this when they're trying to get people to listen to them. But I'm working on a song at the moment and um, we've recorded it uh, over the space of a while now. And even through this lockdown, we've been able to follow guidelines and go to the studio. Um, and I work alongside my producer, who's also my good friend, who also I was in the last band with. And this song mm. we've done together now is, is, is brilliant. I will say I'm very proud of myself for this song. Yes. Uh, it will be coming out. I'm, I'm not going to announce it yet, but it's no, coming it's out right. sometime soon. Good. So, yeah. Well, I'd be proud of a week as well. Don't put it down. It's real good. It's shiny. If I thought it was shit, it's... I wouldn't speak to you. It's all right. It's, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> no, I like it. I've got a lot of time for it. Cheers, man. So, how do you write your music? Do you do everything right? Or do you do just the guitar and vocals? Or... And is that, I, um, what, I do everything myself, really. It, it varies on sort of like, sometimes I'll be like, I want to write a song about a certain thing. And then usually the lyrics are the focus point. Usually when I write a song, it comes from a riff I've made or a chord sequence or the two mashed together. And then I write lyrics over the top of it and I structure it into verses and choruses. Um, but it, it, it can change over time. I mean, there's some songs like... Um, uh, some songs I've rewritten a thousand times. There's been songs where I originally pitched to my old band, Clean Shoes, and I said, oh, hey, I've got this song. I think it's really good. And I show it them and they go, nah, that's shit. And then a year later, I rework it and I find a different chord progression for it to the lyrics to fit into or the other way around. And it turns into like quite a good song. You know, yeah. some some songs I'll write within a day and it'll be all finished. Everything's done, the drums, every bit of it. And then some songs will take two years. It's um it's okay. very cool. When it comes to recording, I can't play drums. I just I go to my friend and I say, this is how I want the drums to sound. Make and I run it through him a few times. And yeah, we just record it. And he's really good at that. Toby Taylor, he was he was another lad yeah, in my old band, yeah. Clean Shoes. Yeah, yeah, Toby Taylor. <laughs> if oh, she ever need a drummer, he's a boy. <laughs> but it seems good anyway. It seems like you're very much involved with the creating, yeah, I, and making process, I, which is good to hear. I think it, it's like um, when you write a song and you record it, and it's not the way you wanted it to be. It's very disheartening especially when you put the money in and the time and even your producers put so much work into it and you say it's not what I wanted it's it's heartbreaking so to yeah, yeah. go to somewhere and say this is how I want it and actually work with a producer about it is uh it's really cool and having it come back the way you want it it's uh it's the best oh sweet it seems good anyway 
And you said earlier you got a lot more stuff loaded up, ready to go. Oh, two. I'm very, very excited. This year's gonna be a this year's gonna be a good year for good one. me pumping out music anyway. Sweet man, I hope you can get those live shows. That's what everyone's just dying for now, isn't it? Mm. Just to play. Yeah, again. I mean, ever ever since I've gone solo. I think I've played two gigs and they were just me and an acoustic guitar. I didn't have, I've got a band now, a full set. Of, we're five piece, you know, um, a bit like Sam Fender or whatever with the session musicians. I've yeah, got yeah. my own band and yeah. I, we can't do anything. Apart <laughs> so from practice. Yeah, but what's the point in paying a bunch of lads to come and practice with me if there's no gig true, coming yeah, up anytime true. soon? Uh, it's yeah, all yeah. really expensive. It can be, can it? Especially to make it happen. Mm. But the benefits there, payoffs are there. She's got to stick at it and then keep going. Yeah, I think the way of looking at it is at the end of the day, if you go into something and you, you know, you're putting this money in, you know, it's wasted or whatever, you can always look back at it and go, well, I tried that. You know, yeah. if, if I didn't, if I didn't go out and do it, maybe now I'd be thinking, oh, I regret yeah, not yeah. going out and spending that money and doing what I wanted to do and pursuing it. There's a lot of people that want to do it and never done it. A lot yeah, of people that I mean the the thing is, like I've got music on Spotify now. That's an achievement in itself yeah, yeah, that sure. a lot of people don't do. Um, you know, it's, it, it's not like I've made it or anything. Far, far, far from it. But it depends what your scale is, yeah. isn't it? it? Depends how you yeah how you judge things. I think to have music on Spotify, that's it. Your music's being listened to by people. You've made it. Doesn't matter if it's a million people or ten people. Hmm. You made that it's sure. Looking, so yeah. someone's listening to what you've done, and it's changing itself the way someone feels. So I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And if it turns out that ten million people live into it, and you become a multi-billionaire, then you know that's just perk of the job, isn't it? That's that's it. one big mighty perk. Yeah. <laughs> ten million quid. Yeah. Fair play. <laughs> but it's not going to happen if you don't do it. So. Yeah, so uh, actually, I do have a I do have a song written about a very similar thing. Um, this would be released after my next one, and we started work on it. I've got the demo all sorted, and um, actually, the same girl I was talking about who's done the BBC introducing stages, uh, she's called Hal Holly Finley. She um, she might be actually someone you might be interested in having on here. Actually, she, she it, she's a bit more poppy. So she does more pop stuff, but it is still quite indie. Um, I tell you what, she released a, a song the other week and it got played in every co-op around the country. Oh, mental. Like, in, like uh, I think it's co-op radio or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. That, that, was, that was very cool. But I'm, I'm getting her on a song because we were talking about, because we both go to the same college and I originally wanted to go and study over in Berlin because I thought that would be such a great opportunity. Yeah. And she wants to do the same when she goes to uni. So it's like we both got these goals of going over to Berlin and, um, you know, just chasing your dreams and kind of burning your bridges. And because at the end of the day, you can say, at least I've tried. There's a, there's a line in it, which is nothing is more valuable than time. And you and me are rich because we're, we're just kids at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. And, you know, to go out there and, and, make a statement and do something you love is uh, it's very special so sure, that's yeah. a song called berlin and that that will be coming out this year We're hopefully if we can it. get it sounds good to me I like yeah the if we can get it. into the studio for him that's one of my better stories behind a song that one oh, so, so 
tell us the story behind Awake, and then I'll I'll drop it in, and people can listen to it. Awake is um, there's a there's a film uh, called All the Bright Places, and it's quite a sad film actually, but it's got it's got some pretty scenes in, and basically um, it, it's kind of about mental health, and there's one post-it note, like there's loads of post-it notes really where he just writes down different quotes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and one of them is, I am awake. And that's like a big part of the film. And I think it's it's very important, especially now and during lockdown that you don't let your head get the best of you. And you yeah. go out and you do things uh, that are gonna keep you occupied and keep you awake. Not like yeah, yeah. don't sleep, <laughs> it's more, keep your mind awake rather than you know just becoming a normal zombie yeah uh, i think that resonates. About sort of season the day i guess yeah i think i resonate with a lot of people to be fair especially during these times at the minute it's quite easy to just yeah, do nothing and weird time get a bit fucking brain dead isn't it mm. so yeah yeah I, I i i wrote it when i was still uh, working in the garage so like every day i was going into work just like anyone else and I did just feel like a clog in the machine and I wanted to break from that. And that's yeah, where yeah. the song came from, I guess. No, wicked. All right, well, I'll drop it in here for everyone to listen to. We'll... Yeah. 
I'll catch it up. It'll yeah, yeah. And it'll play out, so it's good. <laughs> so that just takes me to a few other like uh, non-mutual questions, really. Just get a little bit of a feel for your yeah, personality. Yeah. Um, so I've asked this one twice now, so you'll probably be the last person to answer it. So if you had to compare yourself to an animal due to your characteristics and your personality, what animal would you compare yourself to? That's a sick question. I really like <laughs> that. Um, oh, I don't know. I think I think penguins are pretty cool. Yeah, well, um, okay. I've, <laughs> I used to I used to always take um back, back when I was younger. I used to take these like online spirit animal tests yeah, man, yeah. to figure out what your spirit animal was. And without fail, every time I was a bear, I think I took about sixty of these. And every time I was a bear, um, I'm not too sure what a spirit animal even means i do think bears are pretty cool um strong animal yeah i think penguins they just they just strut about don't they i think what what else do i need to say <laughs> that's it penguin that's it encapsulated yeah. penguins are just like badass my mate my mate's actually a penguin keeper he looked he, uh, at um a zoo up in the cotswolds that's what he does he just looks after penguins. oh yeah yeah, yeah. That's it's my, fucking, I, I, mad, yeah. Back in primary school, that was Imagine my that, dream put job. that in his CV. What'd you do? I'll just fucking look after penguins, man. There's a video of him on Facebook. It went viral because he fell in a fucking water. Oh, no. But yeah, this is like a couple of days ago, yeah. Oh, you'll have to send it me after. Yeah, I'll yeah. see that. I'll send you a link to it. Fucking mental. Imagine that. <laughs> they've, got like low, they've got low webcams all around as well. So people are like uh, just checking on the penguins all the time. It's a weird setup, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah, they caught them on the webcams just fucking going head first oh, into God. the penguin pool. Yeah. I said. So, um, we spoke about Awake and how we got there. We spoke about what's coming up soon and hopefully be released soon. We spoke about what you want to do in the future and how you want to go forward. So, that's pretty cool, really. <laughs> so this little snippet one. No, but it's pretty cool when it's one-on-one -on -one because we can sort of have like a proper conversation. Some of the other ones I've done have been like three yeah. or four people and you have like fucking people I, butting uh, in all the time. Yeah, like I just did then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not so much, but you've got to go around everyone. It just fucking takes forever to get through stuff. But I, had, I did a, a podcast with a band uh, not that long ago, uh, Manifesto, and they... Um, they're they're another local band, but I mean they're 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 really good. Played Death Institute uh, last year, and they do like a a, a bit like the Blossoms podcast. They you know, yeah, we yeah. all have drinks on a, a night, and like we play sort of Taskmasters and everything. And that was a lot of fun, but that was that that that's a five piece, not six yeah, piece. Yeah. The drummer wasn't there though, and then it was me as well as their like guest, and it was just it was chaos. But it's it's so funny that and the outcome of it, the video is brilliant. Oh, brilliant! Um, I'll so, check yeah. it out. Hey, look, you missed that as a solo artist. Like I used to be in a band, and I loved the chemistry. It's like we had like a little family or whatever. Yeah, and going yeah, solo, sure. it is like a bit different. You're kind of set out on your own, but but it, it it puts you in a bit more of a vulnerable state being a solo artist yeah i really suppose cool. so yeah because you're no one you're you're out there anyhow on your own doing it so mm -hmm. it's a bit i've done a bit like solo stuff then in a band and then a duo thing and i think i do for the atmosphere of being in a band i think with everyone around you 
But sometimes the other side yeah. of it as well, it could be a pain in the fucking ass and it kind of trying to organize five people. Yeah, well, that, that's it. I, I get, I don't know. I don't get best of both worlds, but I don't get worst of both worlds. I've got obviously all these uh, lads playing with me live. And then I've just got, when it comes to studio recordings, it's just me and the drummer yeah, and yeah. producer. So it's like it's pretty uh, good. I get the chaos for the live stuff. And then when I need to concentrate, you know, emails and everything, I'm not standing on anyone's toes. Yeah, yeah. I can book things myself. I don't have to worry about anyone else doing anything. It's just all down to me, which is pressure. But at least I know it's going to get done that way. Yeah, yeah. And no it one has like, to worry about me not doing it. Because like obviously there. if I don't do it, it doesn't get done because there's no one else there to. No, no. So there it is. Sweet. I'm pretty cool, man. I think we've done it all. We covered it all. Yeah. We just rattled through it. So the only thing it brings <laughs> on to really to say is where people can find you. Oh. Uh, I think Instagram is probably my main platform. Yeah. And that's a Danny Darlington music. I mean, there's an underscore between the Darlington and the music. Um, but other than that, uh, I am on Facebook as well. I think I'm under Daniel Darlington that way, just to, just right. to throw you off. You gotta get that cleaned up. Gotta get on it. Yeah. Uh, but then obviously on all streaming platforms you can find Awake. I do have a demo of a song called Self-Destruct on my SoundCloud as well. Uh, and the link is in my Instagram bio for that. Sweet. Um Vodka and Cola, my next single is coming out very soon. Vodka and, and Cola, there gonna, you go. We know what it's, it's called. It's got man. some potential. <laughs> yeah, there's the name, Vodka and Cola. Sweet. Sounds good to me. Yeah, man. Right, man. So we know people know where to get you. We know about your music. Hopefully, people will love it and get some good feedback. But I think so. I definitely love it. It's sweet. Cheers. Thanks, boss. No worries. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Indie Music Weekly Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Catch you again.